if you're an entrepreneur, that means you could step away from your business from three to six months and your business will continuously run without you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing that and you hear busting it there, busting it there, you self-employed. So somebody like me who's still employed, but I leverage my employment. I've never been in business ever a day in my life. Mm -hmm. So the way I see my job is, okay, you're my investor. Yo, back again with another episode of Attractive Mindset. And today's guest, this man has been all around the city. If you don't know him, you're probably not that important. Sorry to say it, but this man (laughs) has interviewed almost everybody in the market. All types of interviews, talking entrepreneurship, artists, people building random businesses, people in professions, careers, everything. Staple in the industry, staple in the game, Mr. Williams. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? I like that intro, man. That was nice. You know what I'm saying? You know, made me feel important. You are important. Thanks, man. You know, I like that. I like your spot too, man. Thank you, thank you. you know what I'm saying we, we've been we've been doing a little something. Doing I little see, something. I see. Proud so, of you, man. Tell tell everybody who don't know who you are who you are. Man, it's your boy, Mr. Williams. I talk gray. I'm up in the building with the I Talk Gray podcast. You know. Um, what else you want to know? Uh, everything. This, this, this today, <laughs> this episode is dedicated to the, the story of you, Mr. Williams. Who is Mr. Williams and, you know, how'd okay. you get into this world? Well, how I got into this world, um, you know, my dad, well, sorry, let me, let me keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York originally, you know, uh, 718 Queens. Um, I went, I lived there my whole entire life, practically until I moved here. In the ending of high school, I went to Piper, right? I did like my last couple of months because you know in New York it was hard to graduate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like you needed like eight regions Facts. to get out of high school. <laughs> and when I came down here on the summertime, it was like, oh, you got to do is pass like reading and math. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, word. So you know, made that switch real quick. Um, what else? Uh, been down here for a minute. I ain't gonna say how long, but I'm a Florida boy, nine five four for sure. You know what I'm saying? For Lottie Dottie. Um, man, what else? How, how did I get into the podcasting? Well, before that, actually, your boy used to spit some bars. You know, mm-hmm. I used to rap. You know, I used to go by the name Nice. You know, uh, came from like basketball. I used to play basketball back in New York. So they're like, "Yo, that dude is nice. You'll get that. You'll stop that." Okay, okay. You know, you know. So that's how that name came about. Um. But yeah, I used to rap. I don't rap that like King of Diamonds, Coco's, you know, you might have seen me throwing some ones here or there, you know. But um, man, I had kids, you know, too. And one day I was just chilling and my cousin was like, man, you always talking ish. You know, I'm very debative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Conversational, intellectual. So he was like, bro, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, all right, you know. I never heard of it before, but I looked into it and I was like, okay, man, maybe I can start it with somebody that I never really like got along with. You know, converse, controversy sells. Absolutely. Right? Uh, so me and this dude that I used to rap with, you know, we never really got along in the studio. You know, you know, in New York, I, I'm that guy that'd be like, yo, bro, that one's trash. <laughs> now, I don't know hate-ish, but just like to kind of see, you know, kind of see if you could do better. Because people used to tell me my stuff was trash, but I never took it no type of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I was like, okay, me and him never agree. He was a yachty, like from Britain, 
You know what I'm saying? So we used to disagree on all types of different topics. So long story short, man, um, we started a podcast. I actually met one of my other co-hosts just chilling in Starbucks. Mm. You know what I'm Yeah, Shorty just came through, had the nice little angs, you know. And I was like, oh, snap. We just started chatting. I was like, you ever did a podcast? Because we was flowing real good. At this point, you know, I'm still new. I ain't knowing all the logistics behind how to run a podcast. I just figured, hey, if you could have a good conversation with somebody, then maybe that's good enough to start something with. You know, not true, but that's what I thought. And we was good, man, for like four episodes. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I tell people all the time, if you're having a podcast that's relationship-based, you know, I would say you definitely have to do some healing, you know, or some like self-reflection because if you're not content with who you are as an individual, it can get like competitive. It can get like certain things can come out. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen other podcasts out here where friends ain't no longer friends. You seen the Joe Button podcast. Yep. Like that ish is real. You know what I'm saying? And, and in my case, it wasn't even no Joe Button bread. It was just more so like... Who the big fish? You see what I'm saying? And that was basically my story. And I had to realize, okay, sometimes you got to make sure that you have certain things aligned in terms of leadership. And I'll take a lot of accountability in that space. I was new to it. You know, I didn't know much about how to do a lot of the back end stuff. And when I was trying to delegate work, you know, delegate. I don't work with you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may be something that somebody that you cool with might not want to do. You see what I'm saying? Um, and also what I do realize, some people want to start things, but they may not have the oomph to do it. So they may need to be in your energy to get it going. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I felt like that's kind of what it was and in the end you know hey it ain't no animosity go his way i go my way wish you the best you know i'm blessed and i started doing i looked at it more so because i believe speaking is therapeutic right and what you speak is what you attract right yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that's a true thing so i didn't want to just have conversations about 50 50 and baby mama drama baby daddy daddy hattie because i'm like okay i'm not necessarily living that anymore mm. right i'm getting more into business and things like that so i wanted to sit down with who business owners entrepreneurs because at the end of the day who else better to learn from while you're having a conversation and you know being in that type of energy going to business conferences and things of that nature so that's one of the reasons why i pivoted my podcast over to more business. Not to say I don't ask personal questions because I do, you know, but it's more entrepreneur business style because that's just where I'm at in my personal life. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Okay. okay. That was a lot, but, you know, hopefully I answered your question. Nah, you definitely did and more. And so, <laughs> okay. you know, when I first met you, um, I want to say it was at an event. That was way back. It was way back. This is like maybe four Almost five years, probably. That was a fashion show, I think. It Miami. might have been a fashion show, but uh, yeah. we, we definitely met you out there, and you were like, "Yo, I'm trying to, you know, record this podcast type of stuff." And you were actually the first podcast that that ROV Productions 
recorded, like Work. actual setup podcast. Okay. And so, you know, from then to now, just even seeing the growth in, yeah. in your platform, what you've been doing and everything, that's been it's been definitely crazy. But Thanks, you definitely with your brand as well, Henu. Talk about that real quick. Well, right now, um the brand is I Talk Gray. Mm-hmm. You know, um Henu is alive, but through I Talk Great now, mm. you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna get too much into Henu, you know, but um, the brand is still alive, merch is there, as you can see, you know, you could hit the link in the bio, www.italkgray.com. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still doing the fashion, mm-hmm. it's just more so under I Talk Gray because I put so much into the brand mm. and it's more recognizable and it's easy to, to pitch. Yeah. Right. So with Hanu, it was kind of difficult because you know the name because I had to say it to you. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of people, unless it's something that we already know, like Nike or something, even though most people don't even know what the hell Nike means, but it's something that you already know. So if you're trying to go into like a deep message, because I had an H and the nine, most people thinking like, yo, it's Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it was kind of a lot to explain versus I talk gray. It's, it's, it's simple. It's right there in your face. You know what I'm saying? Simplicity sometimes sells best. Like what 50 Cent said, like how hard is it to go, go, uh, it, it, it's nah, my birthday every it. single day. That Facts. takes two seconds, like a jingle. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of more just transition from Hanu to I talk gray. Okay. From a business standpoint, I definitely do understand that from like a, you know, more psychological standpoint, you know. And you said it was whack anyway, remember? I did say it was whack. <laughs> I mean, the, the name is whack, but at the same point, <laughs> at the same point, you know, the name itself yeah. is just like a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton or a Giuseppe or whatever. You know, no, you facts. got these names, Ferragamo, like yeah, yeah, before yeah. we knew how they were pronounced, we don't know how to, you don't know how that shit is pronounced. You no, know what I'm right. saying? These are these are foreign names, and so yeah. they breed a type of audience. And so when you have a certain name, you know how many people come in here and say attractive. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And I'm like, you know, it's attractive. You know, it's just yeah, the phonetic yeah. spelling. You know, it's it's something that you gotta drill into your viewers or the people that are interacting with your brand. You know, nice. ROV Productions the same way. You know, everybody everybody says it in their own way. Rob Production, ROV, Rove, <laughs> you know, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And so people are going to have their different perceptions. But I guess it's about like, you know, with the business selling, it's a lot easier to attach the merch to, you know, I Talk Grey. But, you know, from a retained standpoint, if your brand has that substance behind it, yeah. I really don't. You know, I stopped looking at names for certain stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, back then when I said that, I definitely didn't grow as much mentally, you know, in the mental state that I'm okay. in now. So you admitting you was wrong. Yeah, I was okay. definitely wrong, you know, because so even with have music. The sway. You did have the answers. <laughs> you, you did have the answers, you know, because, you know, growing growing up, you know, it's been what, four or five years since yeah, I said yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just getting mentally older. You know, Facts. you you start to realize that even with music, with names, with everything, it's just all subjective. Yeah. No, that's true. And so, you know, when you advertise it properly, that name then can become something that's like, oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's no, like the, saying. uh that's like Toulon S. Benji. His brand is Toulon S. And yeah, yeah, it's spelled like T-U-L-O-N-E. 
E S S, but it's like a dollar sign, two line S. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like if I looked at it and I know what it was, I'd be like, nigga, that shit is trash. <laughs> but on a regular, you know, it, yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah. in the long run. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's there's some other you know stipulations behind Henu too, like my ex, and mm. it was just getting too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how sticky it get. Nah, you know facts. what I'm saying? So to me, I talk great as me. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't have to, oh yeah, let me get approval and this and that, or let me, oh, this person won't come for this cut. And no, that's me all day. You know what I'm saying? And it, mm. and it still represents me as a person. You know what I mean? In business, there's more than one ways to do things. That's the gray area, mm. right? So that's how I speak, you know? Because at the end of the day, yes, I do the podcasting, but I do other things outside of that, like media. Mm. You know, so you, you don't just have to sit down and have conversations with people. When things ain't popping on your podcast, you could pull up to a red carpet. You could host an event. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I more so finally went towards just I Talk Great. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you ultimately came up with the name. Correct. Okay. Okay. And so in having your platform, like... Mm -hmm. Now, as you said, you've switched from more so the negative connotation type stuff to more business oriented type stuff. Who would you say is like your target audience right now? Well, based on analytics, <laughs> it would be nine to fivers because I'm still a nine to fiver. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, entrepreneurs as well, because a lot of the people that I bring on, they're in different avenues of entrepreneurship. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But the target in terms of uh, uh, uh people right now from what i just saw because i just did my media kit um it's from 24 to about 40 okay more females than males okay that's a good that's a good problem to have yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying um but a lot of nine to fibers because you have a lot of nine to fibers i see a lot of entrepreneurs or y'all self-employed mugs be trying to come at us <laughs> employees you know what i'm saying not me i gotta push back on that because as I don't have a problem with anybody being an entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying, or really self-employed, you know what I mean? Because to me, from my research, if you're an entrepreneur, that means you could step away from your business from three to six months and your business will continuously run without you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing that and you hear busting it there, busting it there, you're self-employed. So somebody like me who's still employed, but I leverage my employment. Right. Especially when it comes to seeing, OK, I've never been in business ever a day in my life. Mm -hmm. So the way I see my job is, OK, you're my investor. And then also I've moved around in my job to see different aspects of the business. Absolutely. Right. Versus not saying you can't learn things off YouTube or these want to be mentors that are out here. You see what I'm saying? But you can still use a job if you're looking at it in the right way to get yourself out there. Hey, I don't knock anybody that's out here hustling and scraping and scrounging. Sometimes that's how you got to get it because that's that of energy course. of, you know what I mean? You've even introduced that to me. Mm -hmm. But don't be trying to clown me because I done seen dudes, that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, like, you broke, bro. Like, Listen, we live in an age where people are like, people try to, you know, get at somebody because they have a job. Like, having a yeah. job is not something that you need. And, you know, the way I engage, because we live in an age where I don't even like telling people I'm an entrepreneur anymore because mm -hmm. that title is so overused and so stretched. And Trash. how I gauge how somebody really is doing within their business is, hey, what's your residuals? 
you know, I won't say it flat out just just like that. Yeah. You know, I'll ease into it, but you can tell by how much residual somebody makes if mm -hmm. they're really an entrepreneur or not. Correct. You know, and, or most of the time they're just working for themselves. Because there's a lot of friends and people that I know that make way more than me, mm -hmm. but I have more time than them. Mm -hmm. I don't make that much money, but my time gap, most of my money is made residually. And uh, so that means okay. I can move wherever I would like to move and still make a certain amount. Most yeah. of my income is based off of me not showing up anywhere. Okay. And so it and may not be as it. much money as them, yeah, yeah. but- I have the actual definition of the word. And so, you know, when you engage people like that and doing it for a long time, you start to see like people are caught up in this false sense of what entrepreneurship actually is. Entrepreneurship yeah. is work. Like you put yeah. more work into <laughs> to this craft than you do a nine to five. No facts. If I just cared about the money for certain things, I would go work a nine to five any day of the week <laughs> because it's a lot easier. You don't have to do extra work. You yeah. don't have to worry about overhead, paying other people, taxes, none of that. You show up, you clock in, you clock the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. And no, so, you're right, bro. No, I, I I never take anything from nine to five. I'm like, hey, you, you living better than me sometimes because we have unexpected bills. We have unexpected yeah. things that we we have to purchase. We have downfalls, downtimes, mm -hmm. additions, you know, setups. We yeah. have to be the one that, that provides all of that versus no, facts. if I owned a podcast company, let's say, and you were just a host. And I just brought you in. You don't have to buy the mics, the sign, the cameras, the Correct. hire the talent, the, yeah, the lights yeah. or anything like that, you yeah. know? And so I tell people all the time, like, hey, nine to five is not bad, but it's just about what you care about. It's just the time frame. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And and it's like what you said, it's your for sure money that you can use for your side business. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you can stay fresh, you know, merch exactly. once again. You know what I'm saying? So at least I know what's there. I see some of these people out here, entrepreneur, I'm like, yo, you're not even branded. Mm. Nobody, you ain't even got no business cards. I mean, you ain't making no money. Mm. So yes, you may have time. That's cool. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that because of course, hey, if my son's graduation is coming, I got to put in the time. But at the same time, it's sacrifice at the end of the day, you know, because I could still take my 401k like I have and bought real estate. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And then use that to put into my podcast like I have, you know, to Absolutely. pay for a great production team. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and so when I when we first started, you know, you definitely had a different aura to your guests that you got on the show, just like you said. But now, mm -hmm. literally, you could look and you damn near everywhere. You at Kodak Black Day, you at Shinsia <laughs> release party, you at yeah, shows, yeah. yachts, red carpet, BT awards, all of that. So how do you how do you even get to that type of level, especially as being a host? Man, networking. Um, I tell people all the time, especially in podcasting, you can network on the gram too. I'm not going to take anything away from that because I do that real heavy. Like I be in DMs, mm. you know what I mean? But I don't be in DMs trying to cake. You know, you got to be in DMs and seeing what it is. You got to go out there. You got to throw it out there. 10 DMs a day, seeing what hits. But I also pop up to a lot of events. I pay to get in certain places. So certain people that have influence in these spaces, they'll see my face, you know, because people be back again to the job. You may not have the money to pay for the VIP, Super Cindy. I do. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to pay that $200 because right now I'm standing next to Super Cindy. She see me. I'm standing next to Papa Keeps. And when he see me again, he like, yo, Pop. You know, that's what he call me. You see what I'm saying? But when they see me, 
they recognize me because I've paid to be in those spaces. So now when I'm trying to throw my thing or get wherever and say, yo, bro, I could do this for you or I could come and get this for you. Cool. Call my such and such and such. You see what I'm saying? So that's how it's worked for me. Just networking and being out there and leaving work. Some people will get off work and just want to go home and Netflix and chill. No, bro. I leave work. I'm down West Palm Beach. I'm down all the way in Miami, South Beach. You know what I'm saying? And I just got off work like today. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, networking is so crucial when it's in this business. You know, you can't look at things personally. You, you, you're going to get rejected. It's just part of it. People are going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, nah, you ain't there yet. You know, but it happens. You just got to stay consistent. That's another thing, you know, staying consistent and keep shooting them DMs, man, because sooner or later they're going to see and another great thing that you could also do that I learned from Gary V, what I do is I'll go on a lot of these blog pages and I'll start trouble. Mm. I'll disagree just cause. So now they're seeing that. You see what I'm saying? They're like, hold on, who this guy? And then my logo is crazy. You know, it's, a, it's, it's like a comic of my face. Yeah. So they're like, hold on, they want to know who this cat is. Like, who the hell is this? Wearing his daughter jeans and, you know, this is, this is stuff that they say. You know what I'm saying? But I know what I'm doing. And that advice that I got from Gary Vee is so crucial, man, because it has definitely worked for me. And people has respond. And they're like, yo, okay, well, what you do? Okay, I see. Da, 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 da. All right, we let you get in. Boom, boom, boom. And willing to do stuff for the free. Sometimes I don't always get paid, mm. you know, I ain't paid for a lot of ish, but at the same time, I was willing to make that sacrifice back again, job, you know, so I could make that investment so I could get into these spots and show them that I have value. I have a quality production team that could come in and give you quality. So this is what your stuff is going to look like if you F with me. <laughs> you know gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so when you like bring people onto your show. Uh -huh. You know, at the, at the level that you're at now, you definitely solidified. You definitely have a presence or have a portfolio to show mm -hmm. with all these accolades. How do you, you know, choose like who comes in, you know, on a collab or you got to pay me that bread? Yes. Yeah. yeah you see how you <laughs> they That word collab? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to be real selective with the word collab. It got to make sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like Jay Burner. Mm. he's definitely going to collab with him. He got a single out with T.I. He got over 10K real followers, mm -hmm. right? Because just because you're ish-shaped 10K don't mean that 10K is real. We know y'all up out here buying followers and buying likes. You right. see what I'm saying? But his is real. So he's on 99 Jams. I'm riding and I hear his music on the radio. So when I jump in his DM and He's saying, he hit me up, yo, what's up, yo, let's collab. That's a collab I can do because at the end of the day, he's getting the content, I'm getting his fans, his views, and it all works. But if you, Joe Smo, yo, I pop up 2,000 followers, two comments, it doesn't really make sense for me, and then your stuff might be whack. Nah, you can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do it. You see what I'm saying? That was one of the reasons why, also why I switched over to business owners as well, because when you deal with business owners, they say, send me the invoice. Mm. What's your cash app? 
they understand that you have to make that investment. A lot of artists, they don't really understand that. They figure, hey, you know, I just dropped my mixtape in the studio. My homeboys just gassed me up, put it on the gram. So you sure they don't understand that? Because the studio costs money. All that costs money. They just don't understand your value. No, I don't think they understand the importance of advertisement and marketing, right? Mm. They may understand, okay, I just have to record the song. But right there, that's where it stops. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I've I've selected few that I've met artists that understand the importance of marketing and advertisement. That bro, you're sitting down on somebody's couch. You gotta pay to get on the breakfast club. It's not free. Mm. I mean, unless you diddy or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of these artists, like La Russell, he had to pay to get on the breakfast club. Mm. So artists don't seem to understand there's certain venues that you still have to pay. Artists pay to get on a Super Bowl. So if these artists like Rihanna and 50, at the height of where they are at, they still pay to play. What makes you think just because you cut? Yeah, and it may be hot, but you still got to play. You, you still got to pay. You see what I'm saying? Because now I'm giving you content. And now I tell artists the same way. When your stuff is being played on 99 Jams or 96.5 or wherever station, you don't know who's really feeling your track. You see what I'm saying? Because people are just riding in their car. They go like, man, that's garbage. Or they can be like, yo, that shit is good. Yeah. But when you put it on a podcast like mine, who my engagement is real. You see what I'm saying? So you're hearing in real time who's actually feeling your stuff versus not knowing. Just like if you got your ad up on a billboard. You don't know how much people actually saw that billboard, but people still pay for that. You see what I'm saying? So to me, a podcast is a better avenue to pay for if you want your stuff being heard, especially in the city, especially somebody like me who's who get good engagement. Absolutely. Okay, okay. You know? No, that was that was deep. That was deep, yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's like get it all the time, man. They jump in my DM and you know, like, and all like and I'll still say, like, yo, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I don't, I'm not Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I understand. What's your budget? But you can't come and like, I I know about it, bro. Like, I would just try to, nah, dog. And then I see you flexing with the chain and and the, yeah. you know, with the gold teeth. Oh, you got money. You're just yeah. not allocating it in the right way. Mm. Okay. No, nah, I like that. And and it would be like if you didn't pay or if they didn't pay, you'd be investing in them because you definitely got to pay for the production. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so production cost mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so at the end of the day you're paying for that you're paying for the interview as well you see what i'm saying and the content mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to use now on your page so come on man you got to understand the, the the logistics of it but they're going to be uh an event um an expo probably in a couple of weeks i'm going to be speaking that speaking to a lot of artists just explaining because i don't think they really understand mm-hmm. you know like some of the younger ones some of the seasoned ones you know, Case 100, you know, artists like that, they understand. You know, I just interviewed another artist, Holy Ghost. He understand. A couple of artists I got coming up this month, they understand. They already send a deposit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they older. Yeah. So, you know. Definitely a generation gap. For yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But business owners, no. I don't. I've rarely ever had that problem when I told them my price. Okay. It was okay. like, yo. Send me the invoice. I like that word. Nah, facts. And so we're definitely of the older group of people and you older than me. Mm-hmm. And so with social media in general, mm-hmm. just keeping up with the times, especially something like TikTok, 
you yeah. did like a million views on TikTok. Yeah, 1.1. 1. 1. Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. how how is that, you know, not only just using Instagram or YouTube, because you also do have your YouTube monetized. Like, mm -hmm. how'd you break the the barrier on TikTok? Man, once again, um, just following the structure from what Gary Vee said. I follow him a lot. Because, um, you know, you got a lot of these cats out here that say, yo, I'm a mentor. You know, but, you know, men talk. You see what I'm saying? Mm. I like to follow mentors that actually can show me that they did it. You can't come to me and say, yo, bro, I could get your page blowing and you got 10 followers. Mm. I never understood that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I still don't get it. So to me, somebody like Gary Vee, who has shown his credentials in the game, I, I listen to him probably every single day. Mm. And his strategies that he's given, and I tell a lot of people, if you're in the podcast game, you can't just get stuck on IG. We're so accustomed to IG because that's just where everything was getting done at you know what i'm saying bro facebook is another gold mine facebook is huge i've been going up up and up on facebook yeah we <laughs> actually already monetized on facebook see, see that's love man because mm -hmm. you have to spread it out because you don't know where your stuff is going to get seen or the algorithms are always different on different platforms mm. instagram algorithm is kind of slow you know what I mean? Like you got to catch it at a certain time or they want you to buy the ads. They might not even push it exactly. like that. TikTok is a little bit more free. I don't know because they beefing with America. So they like, hey, let's give them some incentive to post here. Yeah. But man, I just posted one day and I woke up. I was like, 40,000. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? But it was a triggering statement, you know, in regards to taxes and things like that. And, you know, people want their refunds, you know, mm -hmm. people ain't playing about that. Absolutely. So I figured it has something to do with that as well, more so. Um, but yeah, man, I just woke up and I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. And it just never stopped. It's still going. Yeah, you're right about the controversy. Like mine just slowed down. We only yeah. have one clip that went crazy on Facebook. And that uh -huh. is what made us able to monetize on Facebook because okay. we got over a thousand followers from that one clip. Wow. And, um, That's dope, man. It, it was... He was, it was Mark, Mark Delmont. Shout out to mm -hmm. Mark Delmont, Art Love Trap. And he was talking about being a millionaire versus, no, making a million versus making 200,000 that, you know, if the millionaire has more overhead than the 200,000, that it's better to be a 200,000 year than a millionaire. And people were going crazy on Facebook, like, this guy's an <laughs> idiot. What is he talking about? Yeah, and that yeah. was most of the comments. But yeah. those same people were sharing just to say negative stuff. No, of course. And it was crazy because it's like, yo, I'm watching y'all do all of this and share it with your people, but you're following at the same time. Yeah. You don't agree with him, but you follow. And so I was like, damn. like It's yo. an internal thing, man. You know what I mean? People just love uh, that type of controversy. And to me... I wouldn't necessarily say it's controversy. To me, it's, 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 it's financial things that a lot of people haven't yet got their mind around mm -hmm. because you may look at money one way because you're working for yourself. And most people who, who are working for somebody else, we look at money totally different. Fact. So it's like when you're hearing something different from the entrepreneurial aspect, you're like, yeah, nah, it's I'm bugging. Hell no, nah, I gotta share this dumb not realizing, yo, you helping me, dog. Like, you know, <laughs> thanks In for fact. keep sharing, keep commenting, keep saving. It's the same thing with the post that I was telling you about. Bro, I must have got like probably like 80,000 comments. Mm. It's still, they still commented like, nah, give me my refund, dog. I ain't trying to hear that. 
not realizing in the end, yes, you're just helping me out. So I think it's more just a psychology around money. Mm. You know what I mean? Nah, it's, it's definitely that because, you know, some people ask, you know, Rich, why, why'd you start a podcast randomly? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would answer a certain way at first. And I think it was uh, Mark Maid that said it. Mark Maid was like, when mm. you when you say like a higher element level of things to certain people, they disconnect because he's a scientist and a rapper. And he yeah. would say to people like, oh yeah, you know, I have my PhD and blah, blah, blah. And they would just be like, oh, okay. And and then just immediately disconnect. But when you say he's a rapper, oh, what's your Spotify? Let me follow you. Let yeah, me do yeah. this. Let me do that. And so when I would tell people, you know, you know, I'm a business mindset coach and, you know, a few of my clients was like, hey, start this from scratch. Use your systems to make six figures in one year. Mm -hmm. You know, we're on month five and we're already a few grand in and we haven't even started monetizing social platforms. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is what it is. They can't wrap their head around it being six figures in one year because they're they're like, you start an industry that you've never been in and yeah. you're going to get to six figures in one year. Like, bro, you okay. That it sounds cool, but we know you're capping and you know, I can see the look <laughs> on their face. I can see the emotional response, the emotional yeah. reaction. And it's just like, when people ask about it now, I just, you know, I say, oh, you know, I like talking, you know, I like, I like, you know, therapy stuff or I like hearing, you know, yeah, people's yeah, yeah. stories and things like that. I keep it super minimal. And so, you know, even with, how people interact with me or bring certain things on mm -hmm. for people that know me outside of the podcast or outside of this they're like oh i do this and do that and whatever and they have actually no idea what i do yeah, you know yeah, people yeah. think my life is super simple and it's just rov and i'm telling them like man rov don't even rov don't even really make me bread like that and when i tell them that they're like what and hey <laughs> if you know you know you yeah, know what yeah, i'm saying facts, having facts, a company facts has its own you know stuff but yeah it's, it's it's all end game it's all you know preference on on how you want to engage people but you know with your platform seeing how you talk to people certain questions you're definitely one of the podcasters that i've studied and i've watched your episodes of course not only shot them but you know we've watched your episodes in the past and, and you you engage your audience very well, which is why you have traction. And and even aside from just the controversy type of stuff, because you do have that sometimes that mm -hmm. can be jaded for that. But yeah. the questions you ask also helps build community, the black community. And that's one of the biggest goals. You know, you see no, you fast. at like the community drives, the food drives, you know, all that type of stuff. What makes you go in that route? Because again, just being the age that I am and understanding us from a community standpoint, we need this type of stuff. Mm. You know, like, bro, I didn't learn about financial literacy, still learning until I was 33. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm not alone. <laughs> so I feel like if you're gonna have a platform, you should be providing something of value. Yeah, you could throw in something funny here or there, there's nothing wrong with that, but you should have something of value. And I've always been the type of person, even before the podcast, to give back, but more so in a way of like knowledge that I know, like on a health standpoint, you know what I mean? Holistic standpoint, um, mm -hmm. a religious standpoint. Always was the type of person that would share information, never was the type that would hold on to it. So going to a food drive, that would be nothing for me because I'm looking at it like, yo, man, this is an opportunity for me to give back because... Yo, throughout my 20, bro, I done been in and out of Broward County, you know what I'm saying? Getting locked up, fighting, doing dumb-ish, baby mama drama, back and forth in court. So 
once I got to that age where I started to clean my body up, eat better, think differently, it was easy for me to just say, yeah, no, I got to help my people on a higher level versus what I was doing before, just sharing information. If I could go give my time now because, hey, I have the finances, I'm in the position to do that, it's nothing for me, man. Okay, okay. And so what's three key pieces of advice that you would give somebody trying to come into the podcast game or like be a host? Um, I would say you definitely got to have consistency, right? Because a lot of people, I see a lot of people starting podcasts out here because same reason why I started thinking just because they want to talk, right? And you might be a good talker, but that don't mean you're consistent. That don't mean you could deal with rejection. That don't mean you could deal with people critiquing what you say. That don't mean you could deal with friends that you thought were your friends that are no longer your friends. That don't mean you could deal with people that you actually employed that got secret animosity against you. You see what I'm saying? It's not easy to deal with that, bro. So I would say you definitely have to have consistency. Um, you got to be willing to know your weaknesses. You got to be vulnerable, right? Because you can't do everything, right? I can't do a lot of stuff. So I have to delegate, you know? Yes, I would love, uh, I would love for it to be people that I've grew up with or people that I know, but sometimes it's just not like that. Sometimes right. you just realize it's just people that you knew for a long time. So you may have to reach out to places like Fiverr and hire people. Um, but even when we're hiring people, man, I would say vet people, vet your co-host, vet your camera guy, bro. I had to fire a camera guy mm. because you have people, they may learn how to do something, but in reality, they want to do what you're doing. Mm. It's just like Kanye. Remember Kanye was making beats, but he always wanted to be a rapper. So he had to make the beats so he can provide for himself so he can rap. So me personally, it's not that I would have a problem with it, but if it's coming to the point where you're sabotaging my things because you see a, a shining, then that's where we have a problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, like I'm actually paying you. It's like it's not like you doing it for free. And even with co-hosts, you have to vet them. You got to see if this person is willing to put in the work. Is this person just want to be a camera person? Yo, so yeah. when you say things like putting the work, like what what would you mean by that? Are you gonna even post? Because mm. <laughs> you know. People want their page to look a certain type of way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, you, we literally, you're supposed to really be posting three times a day. Mm. According to Gary Vee, 10 times. But you may not have that much content. Yeah. So I've even had to come to a point where I had to ask, like, yo, you're not going to post? You're not going to share a story? You're not going to show up to an event? Mm. I'm getting you in for free. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they're not willing to put in the work and they just want to sit down, everybody want to sit down in front of the camera. But nobody don't realize that there's still work to be done once the cameras turn off. Mm. And that was the problem that I ran into. You see what I'm saying? Um, what's number three? Uh, be willing to invest. Right? Um, understand that you got to put money up. Things take time. You're not going to just pop just like that, you know, I know everybody get caught up with seeing stuff on the gram and how things move on the gram. You know, you don't want to be gram rich. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you want to make sure you got your stuff in order. Uh, learn processes, right? That's one of the things that you've taught me. You see what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you, you could just be 
on a treadmill running, but you ain't really going nowhere. So sometimes you got to understand the business behind podcasting versus just sitting down and looking cute, you know, but invest for sure. I invest a lot and I'm now starting to make back some of the money that I've been putting in for these past two years. Now facts. And so you did have a live show kind of segment for a little while. Do you see yourself moving towards that, you know, for the rest of 2023 or maybe next year, like into that environment again? Yes. um, I definitely want to get back with the live shows because I think it's a good way to touch the people, you know, and to get that crowd reaction, you know, and it could also bring out the best in you because when you just sit in, in a room, you know what I mean? You're not really knowing or seeing if you can still stay steady when you see somebody face looking at you like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be prepared for that type of stuff. So me, mm-hmm. to me, it's like getting yourself at another level. You know what I mean? Taking it to that next real earn your leisure level. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely want to do more live shows, man. But I would tell people you, you got to make sure you build your online presence first. You know what I mean? Because the first live show was good, you know, um, partnering with people. That's another thing. You know, a lot of people don't like to collaborate because they be dealing with inner hate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's a big thing when it comes to us, man. We don't like to collaborate with each other. Everybody want to be the man. Everybody want to shine. That's you see what I'm saying? And I realizing, yo, when you see all these developments up out here, if you drive down these highways, those are dumb people coming together and they making that happen. Facts. We got to have that same mindset. So if you doing a podcast, I'm doing a podcast. Oh, bro, let's make it happen together. Let's go on a road. Let's look at your logistics. Let's look at mine's. I got people in Chicago, L.A., Detroit, New York. Yeah, people listen to me in, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, but I got a lot of people even in Houston. Mm. So we pull up these numbers and say, yo, bro, well, what's your numbers looking like? Let's go half on a venue. Or maybe we, let's start with a pop-up shop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's start small before we get, you know, theater type stuff. Yeah. But at least now we could come together and now we, everybody's shining. You know what I mean? But I, I just realized, like, especially down here for some reason, it's always a, like, me, me, me. You know what I'm saying? Nah, absolutely. Now you definitely dropped some gems, you know. Big shout out to Wayne, Mr. Williams, you know. That's the alias what it goes by. And so tell everybody where they can find you at. Man, you you can find me on all major platforms. I just recently changed my name. It's not I underscore talk underscore gray. It's I talk gray podcast now, right? And you can find me on all major platforms. www.italkgray.com as well. Get that merch TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of them platforms, man. Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, your boy there. Most definitely, you know, and if as as we say, we look good, we live good, life is good. Talk to us, we talk back. If you like this, subscribe, share with a friend. You know, next episode, we're definitely going to have some more champions. We have a whole new season of episode going up. You see the new setup, you see the new vibe, and... We're actually going to start going on the road very soon. We have only a specific few events that we're going to go to. I'm not really like an in-person host like that. I'm not very friendly. But at the same time, (laughs) there's a couple of events where people, you know, want us to definitely come out. So attractive mindset. You got to come out. We got to show support to our people. Just like he said, we got to make sure that we're including our people, especially of color, in our categories, in our platforms and everything to get that presence, you know, to get that, that essence out there. So... Till next time, we out of here.
Yeah.